you definitely got to figure out your balance between capturing wallet share of your customer base, right? And then new logo acquisition. I feel like there's a very disproportionate focus around new logo acquisition and people don't really focus enough on how do you grow your customer base, right? And speaking to customers in a different way than you speak to your prospects. Hey team, I want you to meet Christy Feltaruso, Chief Customer Officer at Client Success. But first, here's what Sean McPherson said about Christy. Someone actually, I don't know personally, but I feel like I know her personally because uh, she gives so much back to the CS community um, with sharing her playbooks is, is Christy Feltaruso over at Client Success. Her focus on showcasing how customer success is a revenue driver and how CS leaders can get to the level of other leaders in an organization is spot on. She's given back so much to the CS community and leveled up so many leaders in, in the several years. And, and honestly, she's one of the top CS leaders and revenue operators out there. Christy, what are three ways your team converts your market into revenue? All right. So obviously I oversee the customer experience team. So I run customer success, support, and services. So three main ways that we're, we're converting that into revenue. Um, achieving our customers' business outcomes, right? So for our organization, keeping our customers satisfied with a value prop of what they came in to the business with, helping them achieve that helps drive retention and net revenue retention as well. So keeping them and growing them. It also helps facilitate uh, developing advocates, right? Our customer success team really fosters the relationships. Again, going back to the value prop of helping our customers achieve their goals allows us to develop advocates who are hopefully out there in the wild selling our product behind our backs, right? Telling their their peers, their organizational model to have us, the value they're getting from us. And so that's a huge proponent of how we're thinking about that. And the last one is industry thought leadership. Our team spends a lot of time of really honing in best practices, understanding the shifts to the market landscape. And we do believe by selfless giving, um, by just sharing those thoughts and insights that we help elevate the community as a whole. Hopefully that education and enablement will bring folks back when they're ready to purchase. So we think about that as a full life cycle in terms of how we're driving revenue for the business overall. What are three hard problems that you recently overcame? I wish I only had three hard problems, but three that we recently solved for is one, solving for in-person events again at scale in the community. Folks are still, I think everyone's generally very excited to get back in person and spend time together, especially in the customer success community where folks are generally pretty close um, but getting in person is really important for a lot of individuals. Now, we're still navigating some of the changes in the landscape, right? With We still have COVID issues and concerns, people with compromised immune systems who are still hesitant to get out there. Uh, but we spent a lot of time trying to figure out what is the best methodology for us to do that and how we should be approaching it. For us, it's been a lot of these little in-city location uh, events. And we found that folks feel safer. They feel more comfortable coming together in these smaller cohorts in their areas as opposed to flying somewhere, going to larger events where they just don't feel as safe. So we have seen a lot of, we've seen tremendous success with really focusing on these smaller, uh, intimate setting events in the locations where folks are. The next thing I've been solving for is empowering our technical support team with better access to customer data to help them prioritize their efforts. In customer experience, we know how critical the customer support experience can be, uh, how impactful positively, how impactful negatively it can be if not executed well. So we've spent a lot of time is making sure our team in the customer support organization not only has access to really smart, intelligent customer data, but understands what that data is telling them and how to use it to prioritize their efforts. This ensures that our larger customers, customers who are at a point where maybe there are some challenges we're overcoming, they're getting the time and attention that's necessary to help keeping keep the momentum going, right? To get things back into a good place. 
also with customers who are extremely satisfied, right? How do we continue to build on that momentum? But that prioritization based on data has helped us deliver a better experience overall. And the last part is education and enablement for both the community on our customer, on customer success thought leadership, as well as client success as a technology. Um, and so for us, it's been a lot about how do we, you know, we believe that rising tide like lifts all boats. And so how do we make sure that we're educating the community around customer success, best practices, how to go into an organization, execute, how to get buy-in, things of those, things of that nature. Um, not super intuitive for everybody. For a lot of leaders, they're a bit newer. So we've really focused on helping them understand how do you do this? How do you do it well? How do you execute flawlessly? And then obviously for our customers, how do they maximize the value of client success and figuring out, again, how do we train and enable at scale? So education enablement has been a big focus of ours, and we've had some really great success with some core programs. What are three roadblocks that you're working on now? Also wish I only had three roadblocks, but uh, three things that we're, we're really doubling down our efforts on. One is designing a customer maturation model that translates against people, process, and technology to guide our companies through their own journeys, right? I think a lot of technology providers would assume that the customer journey happens with you. It doesn't. It's happening with or without you. Technology is one component of a customer's journey. So we talk about it, uh, you know, our partnership through a customer lifecycle lens. So customer maturation is really critical because we want to help customers identify where they are. But more importantly, what do they need to do to get to that next level? So really designing something that we feel like is, is helpful, it's engaging, and designs a map for our customers to help them advance their program in their organization. The second thing we're focused on is onboarding 2.0. Uh, any company, and especially in the SaaS space, uh, understands the impact and the value of a very strong, well-executed onboarding program. So we're really focused on designing this 2.0 model, which is designed through a customer lens and highly flexible. So instead of us creating a checklist and saying, here's everything our customers need to do in onboarding, right? Because who are we to determine? We now take their consideration of what they're focused on. So it's all built around their goals and then helping them design programs and parts of the product that help support the execution of that, helping them get faster time to value. And the third thing is introducing automation into our customer lifecycle. Um, we like to think about this as, as augmentation. No, we're not trying to move to a fully digital landscape where we're only supporting our customers. Um, through technology from a push motion, we want to find out what are the ways that we can really help our team drive more time and attention around the things that are going to be valuable to our customers, reducing administrative overhead, uh, communication, right? But also helping our customers get access to things at certain points of time that are going to be critical to their success. So that automation in our lifecycle is going to be a pretty big project for us. What are three mental models that you use to do your best work? So this was a fun exercise for me to go through. Uh, the first one is confirmation bias. Um, and this one's important. I've been a customer success leader for about 10 years now. And, you know, I have some preconceived notions of what works and what doesn't work. And I've got to check those, right? And I can't, I can't depend on what I know to be true because everything depends, right? It depends on the market, the customer, the product. And so really trying to protect myself from that confirmation bias where I'm going to over-index on on the way things always worked, right? Or what I've seen success in and really understanding ways to challenge that thought process and be more successful in my own right. Um, another one is the inversion mental model. This one I liked because it's super easy to understand what success looks like, but it's hard to design programs that help you get to a state of perfection, right? It's almost impossible. So this allows me to understand, well, what do I want to avoid, right? What are the outcomes that we want to prevent from happening? And designing something that really helps us avoid Failure has helped us figure out a way to progress in our process evolution and not strive for perfection. 
So that's been really helpful for us. It's just kind of flipping it on its head and thinking differently about it. And the last one is um, Pareto's principle, which is 80-20 rule. And I think a lot of people are familiar with that. You know, 20% of the work generates 80% of the returns, all of those things. Trying to focus on the things that have the most impact to our business and doubling down our efforts and our focus around that. So those are three things that I think not only myself, but our team is really starting to hone in on is how do we think about things through those lenses. What are three techniques that other GTM teams need to try? Ooh, all right. So I'm going to give you one. You definitely got to figure out your balance between capturing wallet share of your customer base, right? And then new logo acquisition. I feel like there is a very disproportionate focus around new logo acquisition and people don't really focus enough on how do you grow your customer base, right? And speaking to customers in a different way than you speak to your prospects. It's not the same messaging. The same things don't resonate. So really focusing on that, growing your, your install base and new logo acquisition, finding that balance there. Um, another one would be doubling down your focus on your ICP. I see folks that really are trying to boil the ocean, eat the elephant, give me an analogy. It's, it feels similar, right? You're going to go after too much. It's going to help. I mean, it'll bring you to revenue, but you're going to see greater churn. You're going to see your product roadmap evolve in a way that's probably not going to drive a lot of value from your ICP. So just focus on who your core ICP is and really focus on selling to them, keeping them and evolving your product to support them long-term. And the last one is leveraging your customers to help sell your product. Um, I don't, you know, I think we all understand the power of advocates, but we don't leverage them enough. And, you know, what we've done at Client Success is really help build our customers into our sales engine, right? Help them share their stories, their successes, get them out there in the community advocating for us um, in, a, in a realistic way that ties back to the successes that they've had. But nurturing those stories, curating those individuals and making that a core part of our program has really helped us, I think, bring in more visibility, more leads, and then obviously convert to more revenue. What are three questions you love to ask and why? Oh my goodness. Uh, okay, first question, I'm going to go to my customers, right? Because I feel like that's where we spend a lot of our time. So questions I love to ask my customers. I want to understand how customer success plays a role in their evolution, their business, right? As they think about go-to-market, how are they leveraging customer success to drive their business forward? I always learn a lot about where customer success sits in their, in their organization, the value prop, the buy-in, cross-functional support. So just understanding what role it plays in the longevity of the company, I think helps me understand and learn a lot. Good question that I always ask, how do you feel about our partnership? I know that, that sounds like such like a, just an obvious one to almost ask, but for me, I want to know how they're feeling. Capturing sentiment and feedback at any point in the customer journey and experience is super critical. So for me, asking something like how they feel about that is really important because I can lean in, learn, and hopefully drive some action as a result. And my last question, anytime I'm engaging with my customers, if your renewal was up today, would you renew? Because at the end of the day, we're in a recurring revenue model. If my customers do not feel confident in continuing that partnership, I have to intervene immediately. So I almost always have to ask that. Who are three operators that should be our next guests and why? All right. Uh, I'm going to start with my my buddy, longtime friend, Jay Nathan, who is the chief customer officer over at HireLogic. Um, Jay has a longstanding career in customer success as a practice, as a profession. He's not only been the chief customer officer at HireLogic, before that, he owned his own consulting firm where he was working with really large enterprise organizations, helping them understand how to build, how to scale, power their customer success business. So I just think that he is a tremendous resource to our community, somebody who I think your community would find a lot of value in as well. My next recommendation would be Kristen Hayer. She is the co-founder and CEO at The Success League. She is somebody else, again, in a customer success space. She's doing a great job really breaking down how to educate and enable 
in customer success for practitioners, folks that are building out their programs. She helps to not only, I think, educate and enable, but really build out her consulting practice as well, where again, she's she's a, a longtime player in the space. She has a lot of history and that legacy knowledge of how the customer success evolution, what it's looked like and the impact it had to business as well as getting buy-in. And so I think she does a great job of helping organizations find their voice to get organizational support around customer centricity. And then my last one is my dear friend, Miranda Dazonsky over at Swiftly. She's a chief customer officer at Swiftly. Um, she's again, somebody else over a decade experience in customer success, sales, account management, right? She does a great job of understanding the nuances of commercial motions and how that benefits customer success, right? You don't need to play it safe. You can sell and be in customer success really well and drive a lot of value for your customers. So I think she has a unique um, kind of mindset around how do you do it? How do you do it well? And not being afraid of taking in all those metrics into their business. So those are three people I could probably list a dozen, uh, but I definitely think that your your community would be, would benefit from learning from all three of them. Thank you so much, Christy. For people who love what you're saying, what should they go do next? Thank you so much for the opportunity. Okay, best place to go find me. I'm going to send you to two places really quick. Go to LinkedIn. Go type in Christy Falteruso. Hopefully we're connected already. If we're not, please add me and follow me. Um, I love to share a lot of thought leadership content around customer success best practices um, around SaaS, getting businesses, go to market, all of that. So you'll find a lot of value, hopefully, in the content I produce there. And the next place I would send you is over to my website, Keeping CS Simple, which is all about the simplification of customer success best practices. I think a lot of times people are overcomplicating things. They're, they're, they're stirring around old ideas and methodologies. I'm going to try to bring a fresh new approach to that, help you understand how do you bring that into the fold and help you do it very easily. Hey team, what did you think about this? I think you need to put Christy Felteruso on your go-to-market radar. Did you know that you can just read Market to Revenue episodes just on our website? The whole episode is there as a bullet point list. You can search for your favorite part and copy it wherever you keep your notes. Or if you're like me, you can screenshot the key insights and share it with your team in Slack. Check out markettorevenue.com and sign up to the newsletter. Oh, by the way, have we met yet? I'm Chris Morgan, host of the Market to Revenue podcast. Shoot me an email right now about what you thought about this episode. It's chris at markettorevenue.com. Talk to you in a moment.